This episode is brought to you by cpaandrew.com. Business should be simple, and most people make it more complicated than it needs to be. This is the point that Andrew Carroll was trying to convey to business owners on his blog and his clients at NCH Tax and Wealth Advisors. If you are struggling or overwhelmed with the admin side of your business, download his free ebook, Five Lessons for Running an Efficient Business, at cpaandrew.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing website. Squarespace have recently simplified their plans to offer their fantastic services at cheaper and easier to understand prices. We urge you to go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and sign up for their two-week free trial. Play around with their WYSIWYG design editor and awesome templates and I know you'll be hooked. Use the offer code 70 decibels 5 at checkout to receive 10% off your first order and you'll be helping to support 70 decibels to continue helping us to make these shows. Thank you very much. Hello, Michael. Hey, ho. <laughs> hey ho! Hey ho! Who are you calling a ho? <laughs> uh, whoever I like. <laughs> we won't go. Um, so, uh, so I got something really, really cool um, that everyone and their cousin has on the internet. It seems, at least amongst our friends. But I, I just got around to getting one, and I, I think it's pretty neat. Uh, I think you need to start with how you got it, because they're not easy to get a hold of, I don't think. Well, yeah, basically, um, a while back, uh, you know, you could get on the waiting list for when, you know, and they would contact you when more were available or as they became available. Right, okay. And so, I guess our our turn finally came. Um, (laughs) My wife uh, put us on the waiting list, uh, I don't know, maybe two, a couple months back. And uh, she got an email saying, "Hey, your uh, yours is ready, and uh, you know you want to buy it. You can buy up to, I think it was you could buy up to four. Um, and uh, you know, hey, come on, spend some money. It is the Nest Learning Thermostat, uh, and the company." Uh, well, I should say that it made a big splash a few months back uh, when it was first announced and uh, and first kind of released uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, uh, Tony Fidel, um, who is the CEO of Nest, is a former Apple high exec. He was head of, what, the Mac OS X team or something like that? Tony Fidel designed the iPod. Ah, uh, there you go. Yes, well, along with Johnny Ives. Well, the, t- the iPod was Tony Fidel. It was his idea. Um, he, he may uh, not necessarily done the industrial design, but Tony Fidel is the father of the iPod. There you go. What, uh, what better CV do you need? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, seriously, you don't. I mean, that uh, that alone should make people run out and buy one of these, or at least get on get on the waiting list. But. Um, so yeah, he left Apple and you know kind of went through the wilderness for forty days and forty nights, um, and came out on the on the other side uh, of the mountain bearing tablets. Um, and uh, one of those tablets said, "Thou shalt make the coolest piece of technology outside of Apple." And uh, you know he stroked his long white beard and got right down to work. Um, what the Nest Learning thermostat is, is it's a therm- thermostat, but it is 
the most beautiful high-tech thermostat you could ever imagine. And it is packed with, uh, with magic. Is basically what it comes down to. Uh, so you install the install it, replace your your regular old traditional thermostat, assuming your heating system is compatible. And if you have uh, like most homes, uh, you know, kind of uh, one single stage forest air system should be just fine. And uh, this. Uh, uh, this thing, you set it up, and uh, you can teach it. You can set kind of what you want the minimum energy to be and what you kind of want your your standard temperature to be. Um, and it will, uh, and setting that up and programming it is as easy as pie. It connects up to your Wi-Fi um so that you can access it via a browser or via an iPhone app or via the iPad app and as you teach this thing it begins to learn so if you turn down your thermostat at night before you go to bed and then wake up in the morning and turn it back on and do that for a couple of you know times in a row it'll start to learn oh he goes to bed around this time and wakes up around this time. I think I'll just automatically adjust accordingly. <laughs> and it it has a motion sensor in it so that it detects when you're around and when you're away. And when you're away, it adjusts accordingly. And Apparently it has heat. different types of sensors in which can detect pets. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily change, assume you're in because your dog's home. Right, right, and we have, we have four pets, so that's crucial for us because um, we have because they're like they're like levels, aren't they? Like in yeah. sensor levels. So obviously, it would also probably think that kids are pets, but you shouldn't be leaving your kids at home on the <laughs> alone, right? Anyway, so <laughs> or if you're very short, maybe <laughs> yeah, the nest yeah, isn't yeah, for you. Yeah, maybe the nest isn't for you. Yeah. Um, uh, and it also uh, has indicators on it to let you know that hey, you're saving energy, and this is a good thing. Um, uh, and uh, you know, let's say you leave the house, forget to turn it down, or let's say that you go on vacation and you want to make sure you know the house is warmed up a half hour before you return. Fire up the iPad, fire up the iPhone, launch the app make this adjustment and boom it just plain works that home automation stuff is really cool isn't it it's you know it's really fascinating and i you know of course there's part of me that's like you know whiz bang about the technology and all excited about that but i think what it is is it also gives me a sense of empowerment over my over my energy usage. I mean, think about your traditional thermostat and how difficult it is to, you know, first of all, if you do happen to have a programmable thermostat, you might as well just give up. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty. It's horrible. It's just a horrible experience in most cases. The old one that we replaced, you know, you've got the little two-digit window that tells you the temperature. 
Um, and you set this thing using a couple of buttons and it's like setting, uh, an alarm clock, but worse, right? Um, you know, you know, hold down the two buttons simultaneously for two seconds, then, you know, use this button to select whether you want weekday or weekend, then select this button to, you know, it's like, and now adjust it. And now yeah, it's just like, Oh, cheapers. And this With, uses like a rotating wheel, like the iPod, yeah, doesn't it? Just, yeah. Just a simple dial and you just turn it to turn it up and turn it back turn it down and it's it's dead simple and you do you it's click the front of it as well is that no right? no so yeah by by pressing the 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 ring in the you know the right. interface ring in um brings you to a menu with various uh options and and settings you know if you want to change the wi-fi that is hooking up to for instance or if you want to uh um you know, set it into vacation mode or, I mean, whatever. I mean, it, it will, um, that's how you access its settings, but otherwise to just simply turn it up and turn it down, you just do that with the, with the turn of the, of the knob, turn of the dial. Do you ever feel like you're cracking a safe when you turn it down the temperature? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because it doesn't make a click, click, click sound. It's, oh, that's it's, a shame. No, it's really smooth. It's as smooth as the, you know, as, uh, the, uh, Almost like the 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 touch wheel iPod, although it's it, it actually does turn. It's not uh, it's not touch sensitive. Um, there was one that turned right at a wheel. Oh turned. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm. the 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 first like two or three iPods mm. had had a click wheel that actually turned around. I remember being so fascinated by that touch wheel. Yeah, because I didn't really understand how it worked. Yeah. I still don't really understand how it works, but I know, you know, it doesn't fascinate me in such a way anymore. But, you know, I used to be, I just, it, it took me such a long time. Like, I remember when I first, when I first got my iPod mini and, um, I was trying to turn the volume up and down by clicking the, so no, I was trying to select a song by clicking the volume up and down. <laughs> okay. And I, I was infuriated because I couldn't understand how to get it to work. Yeah. I was like, why is it not going up and down? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were probably about two or three at the time. I was, I think, when, I think I was maybe 15. All right. When the very first iPod came out? No, when, when I got my iPod mini. Oh, when you got your iPod mini. No, okay. So you were like two or three when the very first iPod came out. No, you were older than that, but not I was much. Probably, yes, not, but maybe a few years younger than that. And, yeah. and, and the... Well, my iPod Mini was my introduction into the technology world that I now love so much. Oh wow, that's cool. That was what that was what brought me in. Well, my um, the iPod that I had, the original iPod, was the second one sold in the Twin Cities. Oh wow, you're like Stephen Fry. I went right down. To uh, you know, as soon as they announced it, and I marked the date on the calendar, and I went right on down. I bought into it right away. Not a lot of people remember this, but the kind of uptake on the on the first iPod was not exactly like there weren't like lines out the door like waiting for this thing, like with an iPhone or the iPad or whatever. This was this was Apple's first kind of consumer 
consumer electronic device and and the the market was actually flooded with other mp3 players um so it wasn't exactly novel or new um what certainly was novel and new was the design um you know apple what apple did was they didn't come out with something that was revolutionary they came out with something or revolutionary because no one else had done one. Cause there was like the creative nomad and the diamond Rio and the, uh, Oh God, what was, uh, I mean, there, there were a number of other MP popular MP3 players out there. Mm. Yeah. You know, but what Apple did was they managed to create something that was better. That was so much better, not just from a design and interface standpoint, but also from a capacity standpoint, um, because up until then, uh, I think like a lot of the MP3 players you could get were like a maximum of a, of a gig, right? And most were like, you know, 512 meg. You could maybe put a couple of albums on there and be done with it, you know? Um, and so Apple cracked the, cracked the, let's put a hard drive into this that is minuscule so we can keep a small size, but still have a five gig hard drive. But also there was the problem of how do you load that much stuff over slow USB? Because at the time, USB 2.0 wasn't even out yet. So USB 1 was what you had, and it was slow. And FireWire gave them that that capability, right? Mm -hmm. um, and those two things, I think, are what really made it take off. But in any case, I digress. The bottom line is... I went right down. I bought into it immediately. I got it immediately um, as an understood the concept, understood where this was going, um, and uh, was way into it. Um, uh, you know, that said, uh, I, I think that that's very similar to what's going on here with the Nest, that Obviously, there have been thermostats out on the market for as long as there has been, um, you know, internal heat. <laughs> you know? I mean, at least, you know, uh, uh, you know, gas, gas fired, yeah. radiator fired heat. Um, and certainly there have been programmable thermostats out on the market for a long time. You can certainly go out and get a very nice $200 programmable thermostat. Um, but it's crap, <laughs> right? They're all crap, just like all of the all of the MP3 players were crap before the iPod came along, and so I, it should surprise no one, knowing Tony Fidel's background, that what they've done for the thermostat is exactly what they did for 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 the i with the iPod. Was there's a bunch of stuff out there? It's all crap. How can we make this? a better experience, not just from a look and feel design standpoint, but also from a how it works standpoint. And, uh, and they've really, really cracked that nut. And I don't know if they have any plans or designs to do any other products outside of this. I hope they do because now I look at the nest and I think to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I had something like this for my lights? Yeah, that could become a home automation company. Well, that's if they can get themselves out of the um, the the lawsuit that Honeywell are trying to 
yeah to get over on them uh, although yeah. they're coming out swinging on that one yeah, yeah which is good to see yeah no it is good to see and you know honeywell's just running scared because you know because lunch they, has been eaten yeah their, their lunch their lunch has been eaten and they quite frankly they just don't have the resources i don't think to produce anything half as good right. or at least they're not giving those people the right money or whatever you know they may have people yeah. that could do that but Maybe. but now especially now they've seen this <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you know it comes a lot easier to to come up with something once your competition's already done it right yeah well and 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 uh you know we've seen that with samsung and the and and the ipad and the iphone right you know that, you know yeah. that uh you know you can you can imitate the look and and the feel but it's really difficult to to uh imitate the experience and that's and that's the nut that they would have to crack because that's really what it's about yeah the thing looks great Super simple to install. Um, I'm not normally, you know, despite the fact I have these houses that, you know, that, I, that I'm working on all the time, I'm not the sort of guy who, I don't consider myself handy. And as a matter of fact, I have, I have a small phobia. Well, it's more than a small phobia. I have a phobia about electricity. I, I have, like, a serious fear of, of being shocked. Interesting. Have you ever been badly shocked? Yes. So that's why you're scared. As a, as a kid, and so yeah, scares the bejesus out of me, right? But <clears throat> I watched the 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 installation videos they had online um, before I even got it, and even those were produced in such a way that it made it look just so easy and simple, and it completely reduced my fears about it. Oh, so you installed it yourself? Yeah. Cool. Super simple. I mean, you basically just go down and turn off your, you know, if your heat's connected to a circuit box, you turn off the, the, the circuit that controls the heat. Or, you know, if there's a master switch for it, you can turn it off there. And then you kind of go up and remove the plate from your old thermostat, unscrew those wires. They provide handy little labels so you can label them and remember what wires went where. And oh, that's then, awesome. Right, yeah. They actually include the little labels in the, in the instruction guide. Um, and then you, you know, remove old thermostat, or, you know, remove wires, remove old thermostat, put on Nest, put the wires back into those same, you know, spots where they go on the Nest, and... Plug it in, turn the circuit breaker back on, and it just works. I mean, I was just amazed by it. Um, uh, so yeah, installation was super simple. The 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 you know quote unquote unboxing experience was very Apple like. I mean, it's extremely. So that's a well jobs packaged. quote in there, right? Or like yes. a dedication? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, there is uh, some uh, in there. Um, you know, and I, I just the whole thing, it's just so Apple-like, um, without being Apple. You know what I mean? It, it's they've managed to copy the magic of the of the, of the experience, and the it's just it just works and it seems like magic factors, without directly copying Apple. 
Looks like he graduated from the School of Design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he went to a really, really good college or, you know, apprenticed under Johnny Ives for years and then took it to a whole different place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good stuff. So highly, highly, highly recommended. Seriously, Get the Nest is fantastic. Um uh, I'm. We're probably going to end up getting another one, at least another one, for, um, you know, one of the other two houses. But the other, but the the house, the uh, house that we inherited, actually, we would need three for that house, and it would be very difficult to train all three, and it just wouldn't make sense. Tonight. Don't they circuit each other together then? Huh? Don't they like circuit together? Like, well. Under certain situations, yes, if you have zoned heating. But the problem with that house is that we have two zones plus a cooling unit. So so, uh, so there's three thermostats in that house. And there's one that controls the downstairs, zone one. There's one that controls the upstairs, zone two, for heating only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are connected, and so those could be used and connected and communicate with each other and be okay to control the heat. But we have a separate thermostat that controls the AC, the cooling, for the entire house. So it's not even necessarily in a zone. It just controls the AC. And so, basically, what would end up happening would be we'd have these two nests that would control the heating and do that, and then we'd have this other separate nest that would control just the cooling, and it wouldn't necessarily communicate with and tell these other two nests what it was doing versus what they were doing. So, because the cooling and the heating are separate from each other, it's altogether possible that under certain circumstances, you could have two of two of the things running the heat and the other thing running the cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a very – it's a complicated setup in that house, and the way that the heat and the cooling was set up was completely backwards, and the, the heating over there is uh, – radiator heating um and it's just ah, no matter which way you cut it it's just a complicated situation and at that point the this the actual savings would be minimal and the expense would be high Mm -hmm. so so yeah um do go you know if you're at all interested in this go to nest.com you you know, there's plenty of pre-purchase support information, and you can, if you're at all unsure, you can call and ask questions. And the support is free and friendly, and those guys are extremely knowledgeable. They know this stuff like the back of their hands, and they've probably received every possible question before. Um, and so, it's definitely worth checking it out and calling if you're at all unsure about whether or not it will work for your home. Um, but yeah, yeah, really, really great stuff. And, uh, unfortunately for our European listeners, it's not available over in Europe as of yet. So Never this mind. is uh, U S only. 
but uh, who knows? It might be coming to Europe soon. Who so. Well, uh, you know, I'll provide links to all this stuff in the show notes. Oh, um, Aaron Mankey wrote a really good guest post for this on MacGasm, which I would suggest you put in the show notes too. Oh, okay. Because it was that post that actually started the, your convincing your wife to actually buy one, so you owe him a, a drink. I <laughs> uh, I, you read my wife's blog, apparently. Uh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, okay. She She tweeted about it, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, and I also will link to my own little short little first take post on the matter, uh, as well as, uh, um, gosh, who else? Who else? Someone else? Didn't uh, didn't Mr. Arment? Marco Arment? Yeah, Marco right. did a, an ep- episode or two of Build and Analyze about it, and I believe he's written about it a few times, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's Just plenty of... yourself a bit of work there, Pat. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, we uh, there's there's tons of great information out there mm-hmm. about it. So, all right. Well, we'll talk later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>